0: Most people ask, like, oh, you took a turn and went this direction. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, because there was a need.
1: Welcome to Baddies with Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie business go hand in hand. So Betty, tell us about yourself.
0: My name is Clara Youngblood and I am a Los Angeles native. I am a black woman, a strong black woman. Yes. I was raised in Los Angeles by my mother who is Belizean and my father who is African-American. And so I am Belizean Raised by my mother and my father, and raised with my younger sister. So I've had a very sh- sheltered life, um, but within that sheltered life, I was filled with love, compassion, and um, a really strong upbringing. Yeah, like that, I feel like the love that I received from my family and my mother um, really brought me to where I am today. Um, I attended Bennett College for Women in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I got my bachelor's in psychology. I then left from Bennett, moved back to LA immediately. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is too much for me. I'm living <laughs> in this different space, different state, it was definitely a culture shock, but mm-hmm. it was definitely what I needed from a um, an overall sheltered um, childhood. And I was off on my own, but immediately came back because. Home is where the heart is. Mm -hmm. And um, what did I do? Oh, I was on a job hunt. And because of the village that I was raised by, um, I didn't really have to look for work that much. I was Mm -hmm. kind of awarded the opportunity to work as a um, behavioral therapist for this really large, um, like a national company. And from a family friend, that was always a plug. Always Uh Um, so I did that, and I was working for that company for about three years, and I realized, like, you know, I could do so much more. So I got my master's degree at Loyola Marymount University in mental health counseling, mm-hmm. and that was an experience. I was like, never would have thought that I would have gone to uh, grad school, but I applied to one school. I was like, I'm just going to apply, and this is yeah. the one I'm going to, and I got accepted, and I graduated early. And um, it was wonderful. I I found myself to, not only did I grow at Bennett, but I found myself growing even more Mm. uh, as a professional at Marymount University. So that's where I felt like I have lifelong friends is in college, but grad school really showed me uh, that tough love. Mm -hmm. And Also recognizing what it is that I want to do with my career. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. That's me. I love food. I love shopping. I love people. I love reading, traveling, and I love children. And I love to give back in some form um, with my time. Yeah. We have a similar path
1: in that we went to HBCUs undergrad, Mm -hmm. and then um, predominantly white institutions like grad school, and so it's kind of like that culture and then that culture kind of is infused in the PWI and you're like, Oh, where yep. am I? So that all that tough love, I
0: definitely understand. Cause mm. I was
1: like, where am
0: I? The microaggressions yes. being like the only maybe one or two black women,
1: mm-hmm.
0: black students, but mainly black women right. in the classroom and always being challenged by um other students, mm-hmm. as well as the professors, yeah. um, and some of the professors being Black themselves. Um, very interesting time. And I found myself struggling with that aspect, not necessarily the work, not at all the work. And yeah. interesting that the professors were like, where did you go to school? And I'm like, I went to Bennett College. You're like, first of all, why do you know how to like cite all of these papers? And why do you know how, mm-hmm. uh, what, text, like how, how did you already have this textbook? And I'm like, yeah, because HBCUs are, have been historically on the, not not historically, but lately yeah. on the lower end of the totem pole when it comes to education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that is totally different for yeah. most colleges and, mo- and most people's experience. Um, I felt like I was far advanced from my, um, other counterparts at my uh, graduate school and in class. Um, all of that to say is I was always challenged mm-hmm. and it I was very challenged based off of the color of my skin and me being a woman. Yes. Uh, and I always, I never backed down about it. And I found myself constantly coming home crying about it because it's like, oh, how did I get here? Like I went to this predominantly um, white institution thinking that, okay, I'm going to come in, do my work and leave. But it's like, right. no, you're charged with all of these other tasks of being a black person and it's like the weight of your weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Came out on top. Yeah, yeah. you did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's
0: hear more about full spectrum child care. Yes, I am the CEO and founder of Full Spectrum Child Care. Um, we are a private company that provides respite services to um, parents and caretakers in the Los Angeles area who have children with. Um, autism spectrum disorder. Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like is technically we are somewhat of like a babysitter service, Mm -hmm. but but we're, we're far more advanced than that. So what we do is we train our employees to learn how to properly care for children with um, various disabilities, but mainly autism, um, learning, learning the signs of uh, safety and, um, communication, mm-hmm. um, whether that be to the parents as well as the child, because um, children with autism spectrum disorder uh, usually have limited limited uh, resources when it comes to like communication, whether that be eye contact. Um, some of my clients are nonverbal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but we train everything like communication, safety, as well as um developing the child's, um, growth and development. So we really utilize a technique called, um, ABA therapy, which is applied behavioral analysis therapy. And what we do is we take, uh, play into our sessions or, or into our interactions to show like, okay, this is a teaching, teaching mm-hmm. strategy. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. And we also provide, um, community integration so most of my older clients as well as the, some of the younger clients um we have play dates for the younger clients but mm-hmm. it's socializing them learning teaching them how to um communicate with other children And yeah. then also, what's what how do we act outside of our, our our four walls in the home so that what whether that looks like um non-eloping from the situation that you don't necessarily want to be in Um, learning how to communicate with uh, toys and sharing. Um, And and for the older children, I take them to like amusement parks or um, arcade centers and dinner, Mm -hmm. really teaching how to uh, man for what they want, whether, you know, how to pay for your meal Mm -hmm. and how to eat at the table with utensils and how to order food. Um, so it's it, it's a various it's really client based. And mm-hmm. so we do a holistic um approach where we're teaching children how to develop in the home, outside of the home and in the classroom.
1: Yeah. That's amazing that it's like you said, it is client based. So it's based off of the needs and the wants that they have and not you forcing and saying, like you have to do it this certain way, or we have to just keep you in the classroom or inside, like, no, we're gonna go out, we're gonna go to dinner, we're gonna do different things. So I love that. What was the catalyst for you starting um, full spectrum childcare, like from graduate school to like up until that point? Like what, what, what prompted you to, to make it happen? course. So
0: that's a great question. And, you know, most people ask like, Oh, you took a turn and went this direction. But I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, because there was a need. Mm-hmm. So when I was working for, uh, as a behavioral therapist for that big company, um, I was always placed and I don't know if it was just based off of where I was residing at that time um, or, and, or whether it was just the, based off the color of my skin, but I was always placed in the neighborhoods that people didn't necessarily want to go to. Mm-hmm. So the black and brown neighborhoods and a lot of my clients, um, mainly the parents, because when I say clients, I mean, I mean the whole family unit, mm-hmm. um, the parents would always sit with me and talk like, like, I'm like, look, I know y'all need some time to like process everything. And I, right. f- I feel like I'm very personable. So I'm like, yeah, great. Let's talk. But this time is also for your child. I'm here to provide services for your children. But most of the time I would talk to the parents and they were always sharing with me how concerned they are or were about sharing their diagnosis with the family members, mm-hmm. taking their children out to the doctor's appointments, to play at the park, uh, to the amusement parks. And so I'm like, you know, you should never fear doing any of those things. And it was always, that's always a topic of discussion. I was like, oh, you know, I never share this with anybody and I don't, I, I keep my child inside. And I was just like, you guys, they're children. They're not monsters. <laughs> like, it's okay, you can take them out and you can share and you can, You can also teach other people how to respond, respect, Mm -hmm. and react, like, with your child. Like, you don't have to hide just because they're different. Um, So that was one aspect of it. And then the other aspect was that I noticed that a lot of the parents would ask me to come back. Like, oh, can you come back so we can go on a date night because I trust you with my child? Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, first of all, that's unethical. (laughs) cannot work for this company providing (laughs) one service and then five hours later I'm coming back (laughs) and so I'm like okay well I all I kept hearing were needs yeah there's a need there's a need so I'm like okay for me I could have started it without going to grad school but I felt like those table those table conversations with the parents of them just talking to me I was like oh I think I have a skill here and it sounds like Counseling, and so mm-hmm. i maybe I can merge the two, and so that is what spawned full spectrum child care. It was from just really listening to people, um, and recognizing that the black and brown communities do not have a lot of the resources that other communities have, right? And so whether that be education, there's funding is limited in the, mm-hmm. in the areas, and so if funds are limited, that means that they really don't have a lot of opportunity to do things that feed them as parents that would be better parents. So full spectrum child care was was mainly for the black and brown community, but we also service all children. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I love that because it speaks to the need. You, You know, I often hear of organizations, they're like, oh, we have to do this thing because they don't have it or they don't want it or they don't know that they want it. And it's like, no, you saw that there was a need because they were asking and you based it off of that. And so I think it just like gets to that point where people often feel like they don't have a voice and they're not saying things like, yes, they are. You just have to ask them and be willing to listen. So I appreciate you listening to the parents and stepping out. What have been some of the learnings that you've had on this journey in founding um, full spectrum childcare?
0: Ooh, I can't do everything on my own. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) I take on the superwoman, you know, complex. Like that was what my mom did. And I saw that and like, I can do it all. Um, But I cannot do it all. And I felt like that has been one of my downfalls is trying to do everything instead of allocating um, or or assigning any tasks to other people. Mm-hmm. Literally have to relinquish all of that. Like I'm sometimes a perfectionist, but I have to let that go and allow other people to do it for me and or with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way I'm not burnt out because I I I was at one point, and I will say this: I was taking on like five clients all by myself.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. And so it was like you know, I'm one person and I just don't have the mental space because I'm running a business Mm -hmm. on top top of providing the service. Um, But I noticed that I was also physically being damaged as well. Um, Not taking care of my health and not taking care, um, you know, that self-care. Like I had to literally implement that into my schedule because I'm really lacking it because I was, all I was doing was pouring into other people, but I didn't really have much else to pour. That's big, one of my biggest um, learnings for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you think about that learning and just um, being able to relinquish
1: some of the power, so to speak, and take time for yourself, what have been some challenges you face? Not necessarily in that, but just like challenges you face throughout your journey in
0: full-spectrum child care. Um, for me, I think I really don't even know how to... Answer this question because I feel like the the power aspect of it like oh I, I have to do this because it's my company and I want mm-hmm. to do this um, that has been one of the biggest downfalls um for the company for myself um, but I also find a lot of what do, the fear mm. I will say I'm gonna be super honest like yeah I I say this, I've said this often and, and people are like, what? That makes no sense. But the fear of success,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know what gym I have, you know, and I know that it's going to be bigger than I have ever expected. Yeah. Or, or that I can anticipate right now. Um, but just that fear of that can sometimes be um, crippling for me. But yeah. I think that that's, yeah. that's the best way that I can answer that. And so the way that I combat that, Mm -hmm. um, because I've been trained in (laughs) the mental health space, it's like, um, the cognitive behavioral therapy and like trying to figure out like how to reword or reprocess or rethink about what's going on and how, how can I move forward through these, these troubles? Yeah. So what I've been doing lately is just taking one day at a time, Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking about the success that will be in the future, but we're not even there yet. And so, taking it baby steps at a time, like day by day. I appreciate that you mentioned
1: failure of success and um, fear, actually, fear of success, Mm -hmm. because some people are thinking about the failure like mm-hmm. fear of failure. And so that you talk like, it's just interesting to think about that fear of success, knowing that it has a potential to be big and just trying to like mentally and physically prepare yourself for what that is, but also just being present in the moment. Well, okay. day to day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like, I feel like anything that I put my hands on will be great. And I'm mm-hmm. all It's just because I'm a perfectionist, I'm like, I just don't want this to not be as good as I know it can be. And I think that's the fear. Yeah. And yeah. it's not failure. It's still not failure, but it's just, I have set the expectation so high yeah. that, I, that I won't reach that, but still, I, I guess it could be failure, but it's not failure to me. And I, I feel like that's a negative. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's
1: just being okay with however things play out. Mm-hmm whether they're all buttoned up or not, just being okay with just how things come. Yeah, I I really like that. What are some words of advice that you would give to baddies who have ideas, who may be sitting in grad school thinking about things, but they are the Claras that are just like, I want to do it. I hear the need, but just need that little spark. What sparks would you give them?
0: So I definitely would tell them that you cannot do this alone. Mm -hmm. so really find the core people in your life whether that be personal or professional and lean on them for support and that could look however you would like it to look they could be hands-on they can be um just like um, a person to share all of your troubles and problems with or your success with um need those people in your life so lean on the people in your circle and then Whatever idea you have today, write it down and literally figure out how to implement it. Mm -hmm. Because the powers that may be, your God or whoever, universe, whatever you believe in, has planted that idea in you for a reason and just do it. All you can do is just really focus that attention on why you're even thinking about it and and how it can help others. I know that for me, I, I've always been um, the person to just give, give, give. Mm-hmm. But if you think about doing something, whether it be a business or providing a service or what have you, um, if you think about that for other people, not even for your own gratification, for other people, um it'll come back to you tenfold mm. do things out of the just out of the kindness but then also just for your spirit it just it's it's for like i'm doing this for the children with disabilities i'm doing this for the parents who are struggling and it has nothing to do with me yeah yes things may come back to me but um this idea was planted in me for other people yeah so remember
1: those seeds that are planted within yeah. you Mm -hmm. and the community piece you know I I I value this piece that you talked about the community and not doing it alone and thinking about how you can tap the people in your community because they're there to support you and they're going to support you and they've been there supporting you so just really think about how to be okay with asking for help when you need that help you know that's scary for people
0: (laughs) it's scary (laughs) you know I had a friend in college, we worked together and you know, this, this idea of merging some of my passions together started back in undergrad. But Mm -hmm. this person told me, if you don't get those ideas out, or if you don't start sharing them, then how are you ever going to like successfully um, produce them? Yeah. So I think I was sharing something with her and she was like, why haven't you said this out loud? Because if you, if you're not, sharing this with anyone because you don't want anyone to steal it or what have you, you're literally stifling your, your own growth. Yeah. Um, so share, share with people because all of the partnerships that I've kind of landed and, and, um, that I currently have with other organizations and other people and individuals have been, have come from my community.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's me sharing like, Oh, what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. There here we are. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> well, we like to share
1: here at Baddies with Business, and I like to manifest things with the baddie. And so we're going to put some things in the atmosphere for you, Claire. So if you think about where you aspire to be in the next two to three years with full spectrum child care, where is that? And how can the community of baddies help you get there?
0: Oh, I love that. So I actually have a partnership that that got put put on hold because of COVID nineteen, but it's with um, the government of Belize. And so what I was doing was taking full spectrum from Los Angeles to um, the country of Belize, so that way I can provide those services to the less fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, Would love for that to be an ongoing um, project, as well as. Spread out in the Caribbean and other um, countries of the African diaspora. So that is the first thing. Yeah, thing is, I would love for Full Spectrum to have a brick and mortar in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So I want a center that people can really come to 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 receive resources. They whether the resources are mental health resources. Um, extracurricular activities for their children, and or um, an opportunity to socialize with other parents and have their children socialize with other children who are similar to them.
1: Mm, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we gonna get this. We gonna get this. We going get there. We gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gonna get there. Um, so, where can we find you on social media and the internet if we want to follow you?
0: Yes, of course. So. Full Spectrum Child Care um, can be found at www.FullSpectrumChildCare.com. That is our website. And at Full Spectrum Child Care on Instagram as well as Facebook.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure to put all that in the description box. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would love to know if you have any closing baddie business tips for the baddies
0: out there. To always do things for others yes always do things for others
1: that's that's good
0: all right well thank you for joining me today thank you for having me this was a wonderful experience and I hope that all of the baddies with business in the future um can spread even more gems and 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 tips and tricks yes I I know that this was a wonderful experience for me so thank you so much
1: Baddies, friends, thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things baddies with business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you you can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.